0: Hi, this is Matt Shaw, pastor at City Lift Church. If you're in the Fort Lauderdale area, we'd love for you to come visit us on a Sunday sometime or join us online, citylift.church. We hope today's message fills you with courage and helps you on your spiritual journey. We exist just to help people meet, know, and follow Jesus. Enjoy today's message. right good morning everybody we had an amazing event yesterday where we got to serve probably three to four hundred people I got a few photos here uh and uh, give out over 300 toys and so i want to start today by saying thank you church because you guys were giving toys clothes uh giving toward this event it was absolutely amazing Uh, we had food trucks we had over 40 people receive christ yesterday and so it was just a beautiful event there's ben and valerie holding down registration for us. We had a number of you uh, serving this. So it was just a beautiful day. So could we just start this morning and give it up for yourselves and thank you for everything that you did uh, for this event. Um, I don't normally sound like I've been smoking 50 years, but I lost my voice at this event yesterday. And so today's preaching is going to turn into today's teaching. Why don't you take a moment and wish a couple of people around you Merry Christmas, welcome them to church, and thank them for being here. I think you guys get bonus points for coming to church, even though Argentina is playing France, okay? So thank you for being here, and uh, I think it's it's going to be a really, really awesome day. I had fun teaching this earlier at the 10 a.m., so it's, it's great. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we talked about how atonement was initiated because of Christmas. We talked about how peace was initiated because of Christmas, and today we're going to talk about how hope is initiated. Um, And man, have you ever had the hope knocked out of you, right? You ever had the wind knocked out of you in life? when I was, uh, I think it was in the fourth grade, I-, I grew up playing kickball in elementary school. Anybody play kickball around here, right? Like that was that was the game in our school. And uh, back in the day, my mama never called me fat, but I was Husky, okay? And so so I had a little weight to me. I was like a little Babe Ruth, you know? So when I kicked that ball, like, I had a little weight to it when I when I hit that thing. And um, and so this one particular day, the bases were loaded. My elementary school crush was watching on the sideline, come on, somebody, I had to show up, you know? And, and uh, so I'm like, the bases are loaded, I gotta, kick this thing we got to win this game and so they they rolled the ball we always said the teacher was the the pitcher and so they rolled the ball I took a few steps back I ran for my life I kicked that thing so hard and it was a great great shot by the way like I really really nailed it the only problem was is that it had rained earlier that day and so the asphalt was like slippery the pavement was a little wet right and I, I hit it so hard that I picked up my leg I picked up my other leg with it and I'm I'm flying in the air, and I land straight on my back, and I completely knock the wind out of my my chest, right? And so I'm on the ground. <sighs> You know, I think I'm dying, right? I'm like, tell mom I love her, you know, like, and the principal's running over, but I thought I hit my head real hard or something, you know, it was just, it was really embarrassing, really bad. Uh, but I think we've all had that experience in life, right? We've all gone through, through through something painful, maybe something discouraging, maybe somebody said something over you, maybe you believe something about yourself or you went through a failure or an event where you just really had the wind and the hope knocked out of you. Uh, maybe you're in here today and you're like, pastor, that's like my whole year this last year, like I just feel deflated. I feel like the wind's been knocked out of me. I don't know what to do. Like, like my, my hope just just took a hit. Um, historically, I got a picture of an elephant here, so we can get all this in our mind here this morning. Historically, uh, elephant trainers would, would use a process called uh, chaining. To, to train to tie an elephant to, to a post and a, and a rope. And so what they do is when the elephants are babies, they'll take like a big metal chain, and they'll, like a real strong stake, and they'll put it in the ground and they'll chain the baby elephant to this thing. And so when the baby elephant tries to get away, they're not strong enough to break free from the, from the chain and the rope. And so they try and try for hours and hours, and then eventually over time they believe that they will not be able to break free from the rope. And so an adult elephant that's trained, they can have a little stake and a little rope, and the elephant will no longer try to break free. So even though, in, in reality, the rope cannot hold them any longer, the elephant believes that it can, and it will stop trying. Imagine if I could go in and whisper to the elephant, hey, the thing that used to hold you doesn't have the power to hold you anymore. I can't speak elephant, but it does make me want to ask the question, what is holding you this last year that because of Christmas doesn't have the power to hold you anymore? And can I come into your life today and say, because of Jesus and because of Christmas, the things that used to hold you, amen, cannot hold you anymore as we go into 2023. And so I want to talk to you today. What are some things that cannot hold you back that used to hold you because of Jesus. The first thing I want to focus on is that your past sins and mistakes can no longer hold you because of Christ. It might have been three years ago, three months ago, or three weeks ago. There's nothing we can do about the past, right? We give that to Christ and we trust Jesus with the future and we live in the present. And so, you know what? So many of us still, I find so many believers still dealing with guilt over something that happened four years ago or shame over something that happened 10 years ago. And it still has them locked a little bit. But the Bible says in 1 John 1, nine, it says, if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just and he'll forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Psalms 103.12, as far as the east is from the west, he's removed our transgressions from us. Micah 7, 19, you will again have compassion as you'll tread our sins underfoot and hurl all of our sins or iniquities into the depths of the sea. I love my pastor. He said, God will throw your sins in the sea of forgetfulness and he'll post a no fishing sign up. You know, don't go digging. Don't go after them anymore. But because of Christmas, your past and your sins have been dealt with because of Jesus. And that rope can no longer hold you. God has separated you from from your sin the cross is the great intersection of God's justice and God's mercy and he has separated the things that you've done wrong and he's dealt with them and he's removed you from your mistakes and you are now free and you are now clean and you are now forgiven amen the things the shame the guilt that used to hold you can no longer hold you as you go into this year number two I find a lot of people dealing with this your failures so many of us are so afraid of failure we're afraid that our failure will go on forever. Failure is an event. It's not a person. And because of Christmas, failure is not final. Uh, if you've ever read the Bible, you know it's kind of a wild book. Like, it's actually not a boring book at all. It's actually really exciting. Uh, and as you read the Bible, you're like, there's a lot of jacked up people in this book. Like, there's there's actually a lot of, like, crazy. If the Bible was on Netflix, it would not be PG. It is a crazy book to read. Like, and And, and as I read it, I'm like, There is hope for me, you know, like I'm not as messed up as I thought I was like, we're okay. Like, and if God did this for them, like, what could God do for me? And as you read the Bible, one of the things that I hope you get out of it is like, man, if God could rescue this person and that person and help this person in this failure and help them come through that, what could he do for me? Because the Bible is full of a lot of people that had failures, but it's also full of a God who who doesn't know how to fail and a God who keeps coming through and a God who keeps succeeding. And so if you've ever been afraid of failing and you're still dealing with failure, let me encourage you this morning with a couple failures from people in the Bible. So you have Adam and Eve that make a huge mistake and guess what? They lie about it and they don't take responsibility. A big failure. Abraham kept lying and he struggled with fear and unbelief most of his adult life. Moses killed a man. David had an affair. Solomon was a hoe. Literally guys, he had 700 wives and 300 concubines. Like his love life had to be managed with a Google spreadsheet. Okay. I don't, I don't, the math doesn't even make sense. Jonah was prejudiced. Nehemiah didn't have the ability to accomplish his vision. Paul was a religious terrorist. Samson slept with prostitutes. Elijah had a mental breakdown. Zacchaeus stole people's money. Gideon was a coward. Jeremiah couldn't stop crying. Jacob deceived his family and Mary Magdalene was possessed. If God could help them with their failures, what can God do with your failures? Because of Christmas, the things that used to hold you cannot hold you anymore. Your life and does not have to stay in failure. Failure does not have to be final for you because of Jesus. Uh, several years ago, actually it's about eight years ago now, my wife and I, we've been married for 18 years now, and year eight, year number nine, was super hard for us. I mean, it was just super hard for us. There are times in life you get to do marriage by feeling, and there are times you just have to do marriage by faith. And it was a season in our life where we just had to do marriage by faith. All of that initial emotion and feeling and everything we had that got us to the place of marriage was just kind of gone. And so, year eight, year nine, we're looking at each other and be like, why did we get married in the first place? Because right now we don't feel very compatible. We're, we're like, do I even like you? You know, it's like it was one of those things where we really. I learned so much in that season of my life that some things you just have to do because God asked you to do it. And we did marriage for a season there by faith. And, and we would wake up in the morning, and I would pray so many prayers like, God, you got to help me. you got to help me with this lady. And she'd wake up every day, and she'd be like, God, you got to help me with this man. <laughs> like, you know, we, got, we need some help, Jesus. you got to be in the middle of this marriage because right now we're just doing it by faith. It is a struggle for us right now. And, and now that we're coming into year 18, I, we are in, like, a revival season of marriage. I've never had so much fun. I'm having so much fun raising four kids. I, we're having fun parenting together. Like, the other day, we got to sneak out and go to Avatar. Her mom came in town. We left all four kids with her. So we're, like, going to, you know, went on a date night. And, and and if you haven't seen it yet, it's visually a really, really great movie. At least visually, it's incredible. And so, so like, I'm having more fun in marriage now. Now I, now I have a revival season where I'm doing marriage by feelings again. And I don't know who I'm talking to right now but there are seasons you just have to take by faith and there there are seasons you're like God and, and there was there was no affair nothing crazy happened but man the emotion was gone and it felt like a failure we were in a season where I'm like everything just feels like a failure the marriage feels like it's failed. The relationship feels like it's failed. Like The work feels like it's failing. Everything just felt like failure. And I learned when I feel like I'm failing, that's a wonderful opportunity to bring my failures to the God who doesn't know how to fail. And God, this is how I feel, but this is what you say, so I'm going to trust you with my failures. And I'm going to take it by faith that you're not done with me yet. If you are breathing, God is not done with you yet. And if God could take some of these people in the Bible and turn their story around, then he can take your life and he can turn your story around. And I feel this really strong and my voice is about to go, but I want to preach it right now to you because your failure in Christ is not final. And I want to get that through your head today. I want to get it in your heart today. God is not done with you yet. So yeah, maybe you sinned. Maybe you made mistakes. Maybe you're in a season of failure. It's not final. And neither is success, right? Both, Both failure and success are rented. They're never final. And so God's not done with you yet. Get excited. 2023 is going to bring some good things that 2022 maybe couldn't because of Christmas. The things that used to hold you cannot hold you anymore. Could I whisper in your ear and say that rope does not have the power to hold you anymore? Number three, something else that cannot hold you anymore. The opinions of others. You are who God says you are. You are not who others say you are. I'm going to say that again. You are who God says you are. You are not who others say you are. I I have learned not to give someone's opinion more power than it needs to. If someone doesn't have your best interest in mind, don't give their opinion a whole lot of power. Come on, say amen to that. This is good teaching. I want to get this in your heart. Not everyone's opinion needs a platform. Because of social media, everybody's opinion gets a platform. But not everybody really needs a platform. Not everybody needs a platform in your soul and in your mind and in your ears and in your heart. Um, there's this quote and it says, don't tell people your problems. Fifty percent don't care and the rest are glad you have them. <laughs> I think it's a little funny, but it's a little savage. But not everybody has your best heart, right? Not everybody has got your best interest. Not, not everybody cares. And it's like, well, listen, if you don't care how I turn out, then why am I giving your opinion so much power in my life? When I have a father who gave everything for me, who spoke over me, who's got dreams, who's got plans, who's got a destiny, then, then I, I want to start learning. I want other people's opinions to run through the filter of what my father has already said over me and what he's already spoken over me. And I want to believe and I want to give weight to that opinion, right? Um, God's call is not dependent on whether people like you or not. Their dislike of you does not derail God's plan for you. It does it is just their opinion. That's all it is. God does not consult your ex before he decides to bless you. He doesn't take a poll of people before he opens a door for you and he doesn't consult before he calls. When he's made up his mind, the Bible says the gifts and the call of God are without repentance. God's made up his mind. He's got you. He's chosen you. He's equipped you. He's called you. He's blessed you and he's spoken an opinion over you. Let that carry a lot of weight in your soul. You know, is life discouraging? You better believe it. Are people always positive? No way. But you don't need them to succeed anyway. You can do it in front of them, right? That's what David said. He goes, you've set a banqueting table in the presence of my enemies, so I'm going to be happy. Throughout the haters, they're around. It's okay. You're going to bless me. You're going to take care of me anyway. So I don't want the opinions of others to carry great weight as I go into 2023. What people say over you doesn't have the power to hold you anymore. It breaks my heart when I see people that let the weight of a few. And and I will say this. The enemy knows whose mouth to get into to really get to you. Like, he knows whose mouth he can get into to really kind of crush that hope and really knock the wind out of you. And so sometimes that you're close to them, like in proximity, but they're not necessarily the healthiest thing for you. Learn to put up a filter. Learn to put up a boundary because I still want to hear what my father says over anybody, like over anybody. And so, and so learn, learn to grow that, that filter. What, what used to hold you doesn't have the power to hold you anymore. Because of Christ, you really are stronger than the ropes that that tie and the bind. Now, let me wind down with this. Here's some things that will pull you into your destiny as we go into 2023. And this is really like next week, Christmas Eve service, Saturday, 6 p.m. is our final service of the year. Uh, But it's going to be the Christmas story. That's kind of our tradition here. So this is really my last message I get to to say to our church uh, for the the end of the year, which is kind of cool. And so here's what will pull you into 2023. Uh, first thing, Psalms 512, the Bible says that God surrounds the righteous with, with favor as, like a shield. What a beautiful thought as you go into 2023, that, that when people interact with you, the first thing they hit is the favor of God that surrounds your life like a shield. Everywhere you go, his favor is with you. And when somebody runs into you, the first thing they run into is God's favor. And so it will pull you into your destiny. Number two, Deuteronomy 31.6. Uh, it says that God goes with you everywhere you will go. He will not leave you or forsake you. His presence will pull on you and hold you as you go into 2023. You're not going into 2023 alone. God's already gone into 2023. He's already made a way. He's already leveled mountains. He's already made crazy paths straight. Come on, somebody. Amen. Like he's already set things up for you. He's gone ahead of you to run the race for you. So his presence will go with you. James 1 5 says that if you lack wisdom, ask God who gives generously. How many of you are grateful for the wisdom of God? Come on, like you were about to make the dumbest decision of your life and something on the inside was like, don't do that. That's the dumbest thing you've ever decided to do. Like like the wisdom of God will shout at you. The Bible says wisdom just screams from the streets to be heard. So as you and I go into 2023, man, God's wisdom is going with us. He's talking to us. He's leading us. He's guiding us. Lamentations 3 22 says this, because of God's great love, we're not consumed. His compassion never fails. As we go into 2023, man, God's compassion and his mercy will not fail. They will lead us, and they will be with us. Last one, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, they're a new creation. The new has come. The old is gone. The new is here. The newness of God will visit you in 2023. Because of Christmas and the power of the cross and who Jesus is, he has made you and I new. You know and you know what happened to our marriage year number nine? The newness of God visited the marriage and we got to fall in love again all over again. And that's just kind of a beautiful story. So I don't know what you're going through right now, what what feels old, what feels broken, what feels like a failure. But could I just speak a word into your 2023 future this morning? The newness of God will visit you. It'll visit your mind, your marriage, your emotions, your kids, your career. It's new. He makes all things new and man it does it starts spiritually he will break the sin he'll break the old he'll break that junk off and he will create a new thing in 2023 so you can run with vision run with passion run with love run with life amen and i know i got a rusty throat here but i want to shout this okay i want to scream this i want you to get this his newness will visit you in 2023 let me let me wind down with this romans 15:13 the god of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you might overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Hope is something the Holy Spirit is producing in us. It is not manufactured. It's not worked for. It's not like a lofty emotion or a little thought pattern. It's not a meditation. It's something spiritual. The Holy Spirit is producing inside of believers. It is a confident expectation of what God is going to do in our lives. Amen. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, I love this crowd, love this church. Uh, God, thank you. Even though I've got a voice that's going out, I thank you that your word rings true, that it's weighty, it's powerful, that their past, their sins, their failures, mistakes, God, it does not have the power to hold them anymore. So God, I thank you that as we run into 2023, that mercy, freedom, love, life, your compassion, your wisdom will will pull them into their destinies and their callings in Jesus name. amen. Amen. And amen guys, give it up for Jesus real quick here. I hope you received that word today. Thanks again for checking out our podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, share with a few friends. Thanks for helping us make Jesus famous right here in South Florida. Again, if you're in the Fort Lauderdale area, we'd love to see you sometime. Or as always, visit us online, citylift.church. Have an amazing day.